This is Wendy Speak, and you are listening to the Radical Radiance Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Radical Radiance Podcast. My name is Rebecca George. I'm your host, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today as we are joined by my new friend, Wendy Speak. Wendy Speak is the author of the 40-Day Sugar Fast, the 40-Day Social Media Fast, as well as the 40-Day Fast Journal. Wendy hosts her online 40-Day Sugar Fast every January and her 40-Day Social Media Fast every Lent. She lives just outside of Dallas, Texas, and today we get to chat with her about her newest book, The 40-Day Feast. You are going to enjoy this conversation so much. We talk all about getting hungry for God's Word and tasting and seeing the goodness of God. It was such a great conversation, but before we get to it, I want to share about one of our sponsors, the Shine Bright Journal. The Shine Bright Journal is a free workbook that you can go grab today that will walk you through a lot of what we talk about around here, what it looks like to radiate the heart of Christ in all that we do. And when you sign up for it, you'll get all kinds of free resources. You'll also be added to my email list. And here's the reason why that's important. A couple weeks ago, I told you that in April, my first debut book comes out, Do the Thing, Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. We're going to be sharing a lot more about how you can get involved in the launch team, get in on some bonus resources, all kinds of fun stuff is coming for you. And I want you to be a part of it. So let me give you a gift um, and have you join my email list. That way you will be in on everything that's going to happen. And so I can't wait for what God has for us this year. It's going to be so special. But for now, help me welcome our new friend, Wendy Speak, to the show. Wendy, welcome to the show. I am so excited about our conversation today. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I am excited. I feel like this has been a long time coming. I remember when the 40 Day Sugar Fast came out, and I think first, I don't know how we didn't have a conversation about that book. So I, I should probably first <laughs> you, you apologize. Were, you were in denial. You, you yeah, know, there was some part of you that was that was pushing back on it. I oh think. my goodness, no, no. I have wanted to get to know you for the longest time. We had a I told you this before we hit record, but I'll say it publicly. We had a group at our church go through that book together in a small group setting, and they just absolutely loved it. And I have so many friends who have just been so encouraged by your work, and so I am thrilled that we get to talk about the 40-day feast today as it releases today. Like when people listen to this, it will be out into the world on shelves at your doorstep if you order on Amazon. And so after listening to this conversation, that's, that's our hope is that you go check it out. But I would love, Wendy, for you to just share a little bit about about the message of the book, the 40-day feast encourages women to get hungry for God's word. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about just the passion God's given you to see women taste and see how good God's word truly yes. is. Share a little bit of your heart for that message. Sure. You know, it it actually is hard to tell the story of the 40-day feast without touching on the 40-day sugar fast for just sure. a moment. Um, and I won't give all the backstory to why we started the 40 Day Sugar Fast as an annual January fast, um, but we did online. Yeah. I started leading this year after year, and then it became this resource. However, what we really found, we, not the royal we, but we, this community of, of people that were just getting hungry for God's presence and his word in their yeah. life, 
what we found is we were turning to other things mm. in our weariness, in our loneliness, in our anxiety and depression, in our overwhelm, um, in our stressed out relationships in the pandemic. I mean, just over the yeah. years, we've been turning to so many things to get us through. And I think we always have we humanity. Um, that's why in Jeremiah, God says so clearly to us through the prophet, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the fount of living water, and they've dug for themselves broken cisterns that can't mm-hmm. hold water. And I think that in this generation, I mean, we've got a fork in one hand, we got a phone in the other, and we're just ingesting, 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 ingesting. And yet yeah. we're missing Jesus's just simple, loving invitation when he said, hey, come to me. Mm. Come to me when you're weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And he goes on to say, I'm going to give you all you need. But yeah. it feels more practical and in our, you know, in our sound bite era to just mm. grab hold of something, a, a, another highly sugared latte at Starbucks or a leftover brownie or binge watching yeah. a show at night to get us through our days. But when we started fasting from social media, we started getting social with God. When we started, uh, when we stopped running from sugar high to sugar high to get us through our days, we started running to the most high to get yeah. us through our days. And what we found, this was not being, the, not me being super spiritual when I threw it out the first year, is this wasn't a physical detox. This was a spiritual fast. We were mm. laying down what was not getting the job done. And we picked up our Bibles and we lifted up our eyes and we started feasting on God's word, enjoying his nearness. And we tasted and we saw the goodness of God Mm. and how living and applicable, and I would even say, uh, yeah, applicable, not living and active, but applicable, his word is to our daily lives. And we started getting hungry. And so that's really, I mean, I've had a passion for God's word since I was very young, just Supernaturally, God put that in my sure. heart. But these past 10 years, I have absolutely um, just been lit up watching mm. women, whether they are non believers or believers. There are so many Bible believers who are not Bible readers. And as we That's fast right. together, they're like, oh, my word, I had no idea how available. God is through his word. I had no idea how applicable it is. And then they started asking me at the end of every sugar fast, can we keep going? And I was wow. like, well, yeah, sure. Keep fasting. And then it occurred to me, no, they're not asking to fast. They're asking to feast. Ooh. I've inspired them to feast, but they're not actually equipped. And so yeah. in this 40-day feast, I've been joking with some of my girlfriends, this is my attempt to work myself out of a job. <laughs> like I want people to know <laughs> I love they can it. actually open it up and That's dive right. in for themselves. Now they don't have to do it by themselves, but they can do it for themselves. It is That's a right. buffet and it's tasty, it's sweet, and it's satisfying. So good. Okay. I love that journey because I think that's what happens. Hopefully that's what happens in us when we fast, right? We develop this deeper hunger for God's presence in our lives and, and for his word. And so for somebody who is coming to this conversation and they're just meeting you just like we are for the first time as friends and they have not done either book. Would you recommend them start with the fast book or does it like, 
Yeah. Talk to us about like that journey or can they just you know, jump I, in right into I the feasting? That the 40 day sugar fast, there's something about it that's just a hook. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't remember learning this in writing classes growing up, but as a homeschool mom, like I remember there is a big emphasis when a, some, when a kid is going to write an essay, they got to have a hook, you know, something to mm-hmm. grab readers. I was not trying to form a hook. All I knew is we run to sugar as a population yeah. of people and it has grabbed attention. It's been on the shelf mm-hmm. at Hobby Lobby for the last three years. There's no reason I should be there because they're all, you know, the famous people at, at Hobby Lobby. And then there's the 40 day sugar fast because that must be where the demographic hangs out. But everyone's sure. Like, oh, I mean, yes. listen, I go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Yeah, and you probably have the tendency to go to sugar too because the two yes. go hand in hand. What I'm saying is if that is grabbing you and you're saying, yeah. I know I run to sugar yeah. or I know I run to social media, then absolutely obey quickly the conviction that God's pricking your heart with. That's right. But the goal of that book is to get hungry for God and his word. That's right. So where you're going to end up is feasting on his word. Yeah. But if you know that you have a stumbling block and you keep stumbling over it, um, oh, I want to say this right. There's a Tozer quote that says, anything that keeps me from my Bible is my enemy, no matter how harmless it may appear to be. So if you know before you can really go to work on ingesting God's word, you got to kick some of the stuff you are shoving into your mouth and shoving into your eyes, shoving into the, not just the holes, but the hurts of your life. Then you can go to battle and you can deal with that through fasting. But the goal will be to arrive at the 40 day feast, not so that you can feast for 40 days. But so mm-hmm. that you can develop the the habit, the pattern, the lifestyle mm-hmm. of turning to the the one who actually can get the job done, yeah. who can satisfy your hungry heart, who can heal your hurts. There's so many scriptures. One one that comes to mind right now it says, "He sent out his word and he healed them." Mm. And there are so many ways that we self medicate, whether That's it's right. that that yeah. cup of. Um, coffee or your glass of wine. I mean, we are just trying to heal ourselves from morning to night. And um, God has a plan for our healing. Yeah. You said Tozer and it made me, it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes of his that says, the purpose of man is to worship God and enjoy him forever. Mm. Right. And as we feast on his word, that is what happens in us, right? We worship him and we enjoy him forever. But in order to do that, we have to feast on his word. And so I think this journey that you're taking readers on deeper into that, I, I love what you said about, like, I hope I'm working myself out of a job, right? Like mm-hmm. this book, hopefully, if this book does what we pray and, and intend for it to do, it will lead readers just almost like a cheerleader down that path um, and yes. hopefully come and, out and on I the say, other side hungering for page- God's word even more. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I say in the pages that um, I'm not suggesting that you don't go to your Tuesday morning women's Bible study. Sure. Or Sunday morning worship. Absolutely. Or, or open up your email from Proverbs 31. I'm just saying that any of those people that are leading you in the word, 
They actually don't want you dependent on them. They're not the gatekeeper to the word. They're, They're wanting to light your belly up, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, and to know that that sanctifying journey to righteousness is found in the mm-hmm. word, sanctify them in the truth. Your word, God, is truth. John 17, 17. Mm-hmm. We want to inspire anyone who's reading our words to turn first and foremost to the one who is the word and yeah. find him in his word. Yeah. That's what the goal is of every Bible teacher. That's right. That's right. I love that. Well, for somebody coming to this conversation, maybe they're newer in the faith, maybe the theme of feasting is is maybe new to them. We see it all across the pages of scripture. I would love for you to share a little bit about where we see this in scripture, how it relates to our own spiritual lives today, mm-hmm. and just our need, our, our just deep need for it. Yeah. Well, let's first just start by... Uh, by addressing this in a very um, like unspiritual way, like yeah. if you if you watched uh, you know you binge watched the Gil- Gilmore Girls or The Office or whatever, you would say, "Man, I ate that up, right? I just yeah. I just I just binged it." And we talk about binging with food. We talk about sure. binging with the shows we watch. We talk about binging it with um, you know the the romance novels when we're on our summer vacation. Mm-hmm. We just ingest, we ingest, we ingest, and it's tasty and it's fun. But God's word, uh, there's this wonderful invitation in the Psalms that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so this is really an invitation to ingest in mass even. (laughs) You don't have to read it from cover to cover um, quickly. Actually, I encourage you not to. I say go slow and savor the flavor of our Savior because he is on every page from Genesis to Revelation. But it is ingesting. It is consuming. Whether you're going to Amazon Prime or you're going to Target, we do it with shopping too. We ingest and we ingest. We consume and we consume and yet nothing else is satisfying. So now to become a little bit more spiritual, there are so many invitations throughout the scriptures. First of all, God himself, the word made flesh, Jesus is also known to be the bread of life and the living water. I mean, that's a complete meal, right? So why not eat him up? And in our, in our remembering who he is and what he did by laying down his life for us at church. Perhaps you've taken communion. I mean, that is him saying, this represents my Mm. flesh and my blood. I was broken for you. I was poured out for you. When you consume me in this act of remembering what I did, you're going to have not only an abundant life, but a forever life. There's just so much imagery of consuming. And then we've got the Passover lamb. He came to die in our place to be unblemished lamb of God. So if you're not familiar with Bible stories, this might, all of these might seem a little weird to you, but as soon as you start reading them, you're like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Oh, this makes sense. So our, our Jewish brothers and sisters to celebrate every year remembering how God saved them from captivity and set them free. This is ancient history. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, a meal of remembrance and they sacrifice a lamb without blemish. And that the death of that lamb 
uh, represents all of their, their sins being forgiven, and they eat it in this feast. Um, and there's so much rich history, and we actually talk about it in one of the chapters. Oh, I love that. Favorite chapters. But God didn't send Jesus just to be our Passover lamb and join us at the table of our Bible study. Like he is on the table. He is what we feast on. He is the word made flesh. He is the bread of life. He's the Passover lamb. And also then there are all these, these scriptures in the old Testament where the, where God has actually given his word to prophets and he tells them, eat this scroll that I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like honey in your mouth. And then go and share it with others. I find it very interesting in the, in the writing of this that oftentimes what was sweet in the mouth of the recipient was bitter to the hearers. Yeah. And I've come to realize that God's word is sweet to those of us who believe, but it is bitter to those who yeah. reject God and reject his word. But my heartbeat in this book, more than anything, is that those who have accepted it as truth don't know it to be sweet because we're not eating it. Right. So why are so many Bible believers not Bible readers? And those of us who are Bible readers, we read it oftentimes in bits and pieces. And we don't mm -hmm. know the, the tasty, sweet, life-giving narrative. Yeah. And so this is just an invitation to consider all of those things. It's broken down into 40 easy-to-consume Sure. Chapters. But I consider every chapter is actually an appetizer. And at the mm. end of every short chapter, there's a passage, a complete chapter in, in the Bible that I encourage you to go read because that's the feast. I just yeah. want to whet your appetite for the feast. And then there's a thought at the end. I call it food for thought, just something to ponder and that. apply to your life. So the early days of the feast really look at why is God's word so good? Why is it so tasty? Why should we read it? What's it going to benefit us? Mm. The middle section is more how-to. And it's not a deep um, methodology of how yeah. to study your Bible. It's more like, how do you come to God's word? There's a chapter on my pre-reading plan is this simple question. Wendy, did you come to hear from the Lord today? And mm. I just check in. I open myself up to God's word before I open God's word up. And then there's a chapter talking about reading it in community. Just because you're going to read it yeah. for yourself doesn't mean you have to read it by yourself. How do you use a commentary? What are good questions to ask as you read, yeah. whether it's a verse or a passage or a chapter? And I ask these three questions. What does this have to tell me about who God is? What does it have to tell me about who I am? And then how mm. should I live differently as a result? Mm. And then that final section that. is Really, that last question, how should I be living? I don't want to just be a reader of the word or, a, do or a, a hearer of the word, but ultimately a doer of the word. One of my greatest joys is having the opportunity to come share God's word at women's events, retreats, and conferences. I'm booking speaking engagements for this year and next year and would love to chat with you about your church's next event. Shoot me an email at hello at radicalradiance.live to start a conversation today. Yeah, that's so good. And it makes me think about, you know, the Lord really put on my heart a few years ago, you know, I was going to I was going to my Bible and faithfully reading, but I I was asking myself the wrong question 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I think so many times we go to scripture and we think, okay, okay, Lord, what do you want to teach me about me that, so it's beha- it's behavior modification, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than like a heart transformation because of who God is and and how he's revealing himself to us. And I think there's just an altogether better question, which is what you're offering of, okay, God, I'm I'm open. My hands are open as I open your word for you to show me more of you, right? And when I know more of you, that transforms me in yes. that process, right? And so I love, it. I love the way that you ordered even those questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important and just such a good framework for somebody who's maybe coming to this conversation today and maybe they've not opened their Bible in a while. They're, they're starting a new year and they they press play on this episode because they're thinking, yes, I would, I want to feast on God's word. I want to be in my Bible more. I have that desire, but maybe I am feeling guilt or shame over the fact that it's been a minute, you know, and, and we've started a fresh page. And so for that girl who's listening and maybe that's her right now, how would you want to encourage her as she steps into this new year, as she has this desire to feast on God's word, how would you encourage her? Yeah, you know, um, I'm actually right now going through the book with a thousand people in a launch team uh, Facebook group. And I had, I read a couple comments just this morning and um, it was day 15. I remember that. I don't remember what the title of the chapter is or what scripture it was or what question I asked, but she said, never in all my years have I understood God's sweet desire to be with me, to be in relationship, intimate with me. So I had been thinking about it. She didn't say checking the box, but trying to get myself to read the word rather than recognize that the lover of my soul Mm. who created heaven and earth, and then moved heaven out of the way, came to earth to be right with me, to make me right with him so that I might be wooed back to the table of fellowship with him. He just wants to sit with me, delight in me and love on me. It was her. And she went on and Mm. on in this comment. And I thought, okay, the last two years, all worth it. All worth it. I mean, that was the Holy Spirit that did the work in her heart, Absolutely. Not me, but to get to the place to say, God loves me so much. He just wants to be sitting with me. Yeah. I mean, it just blew my mind. I think that was just beautiful. So the girl that's saying, well, I want to, uh, can I, should I, how do I, I'd say just start with, with this humble um, posture of leaning in, like, really, God, you mm-hmm. really want to communicate with me the the one who made me (laughs) my creator wants to sit with the created and know me Mm. you actually care about my heart your word says that you bind up the brokenhearted and you use your word to do that it says he sent his word to heal them you you want to you want to meet with me in your word and bring healing to my heart to my life to my family relationships to my relationship with you Wow, how how could I not? Refu- how could I refuse someone that loves me so much, let alone it being God Himself? Yeah, and if we would approach God's Word and approach our prayer lives with that 
with that question in mind, right? What a gift. What a gift. I love that. You know, he really did make us to sit at a table with us. I mean, yeah. there's no mention of a table in the Garden of Eden, but um, you know, he was so intentional to say, here's what you need for your sustenance. Here are these self-propagating seeds and multiplying root systems for plants and animals that give birth to young. It's like, so that we might have a forever feast. And then he's right there in the garden with them. And when they did sin and they ate from the wrong tree, it says that Jesus came looking for them right about the time of the evening, like the evening meal. Mm. And And I love that because I think, did he sit with them and, and maybe not break bread? I don't know if they were breaking bread yet, but you know, eat a eat a clementine with them. Was yeah. was he eating with them in this garden that he prepared a feast first and foremost before he made man? He pre, he prepared the feast first, and then he brought the man to be in relationship with him. And then when they slash we rebelled against God and got kicked out of that intimate face-to-face relationship, he sent Jesus to bring us back to the table, to bring us back into that feasting relationship where we can actually sit with him forever, but also here and now at the table of opening up his word and being in his presence. Mm, That's so good. So, so good. I'm so thankful for that. And we talked a little bit at the beginning of this episode, just about how many different things we run to other than the word of God to satisfy us that ultimately do not satisfy us. We named a few, we named food, we named social media, which I would argue, you know, and you would, would you say those are probably our top two? Right, like I think so. I mean, there are so many like unmentionables too. Like there, I had yeah. no idea that that pornography was as much a problem for women right now. Okay, maybe not as really? much, but it's on the rise big time. And then yeah. alcohol consumption. I remember during yeah. um, the original shutdown for COVID, going to Trader yeah. Joe's like the day before, or maybe it was during. Actually, I think it was during, yeah. and being overwhelmed with how much liquor. Not just like a six pack of some sure. fun IPA, but like liquor. Yeah. Was in everyone's cart. Like so yeah. many. It was obvious to me. And then during the pandemic, maybe you heard it said that that banana bread was the official food. Like we were mm-hmm. running to comfort food. We were mm-hmm. running to self-medicating with with alcohol. I had a woman uh, say to me once during one of our sugar fasts, we were talking about Let's lay let's lay alcohol down for these forty yeah. days as well, and um, she said, "Well, she realized that she needed to set down sugar because she started hiding her like um, Girl Scout cookies and things like that, leftover mm-hmm. holiday candy in the same location she used to put wine when she was a practicing alcoholic." And she wow. would put it in the cabinet above the fridge so that nobody else is going there, and you have to. Sure. Like, it's out of sight. It requires effort else, right? to get there. Yeah. 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 And she said, and I would, I would, I would put it up there. And I said, you know, to go get that alcohol or that leftover candy or whatever, you were reaching in the right direction. You just have to reach a little higher. Mm-hmm. And that was so good for me to see. Like, I know I'm reaching for something always. Mm-hmm. But am I reaching for the thing that can get the job done? And I'm reminded of this um 
this passage in Isaiah, where we're told about a man who cuts down a tree and he uses some of the wood to make a fire and he warms himself by the fire. And I would say, hey, you know what? Great job, wood. You did a really good job making, you know, getting made into a fire and warming that guy. And then he, he warmed up some food over the fire. Again, great job. That's what wood's for. But then he took some of the leftover wood and he carved an idol for himself. And I would say, yo, bad, bad job, Wood. (laughs) You can't get the job done. You don't have eyes that see and ears that, that hear. You can't come to the rescue. You can't save. Um, And that's how I feel about, about so many of these things that we turn to in Mm. lieu of turning to the one who is our God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think we recognize, maybe this is a word for somebody listening. I think we recognize in our hearts, if we're real honest, when that switch is flipped, right? When it goes from a piece of wood being used for, for a good and right purpose into right. something that is becoming an idol, right? Whether it's social media, food, alcohol, whatever it is. And so I think being aware of that and asking ourselves the right questions, um, whether it is the right question too. Yes. Oh God. And know my heart, cry me, know my anxious thoughts. I'm thinking of, you know, um, I, I, I love to read. I don't read a lot of novels, but every now and then I'll find myself like binge reading, like, oh, that novel was so good. And then the next and the next, and I find that I typically do it when family life is most stressful. And so I was just praying that, search me, oh God, know my heart. And I realized, oh, it's just another form of escapism. Yeah. But God wants to meet me in the hard and not see me try to escape through some That's right. other means. That's so right. there are so many things. If we are quiet before the Lord and we're open to his mm-hmm. conviction, then he's going to use it. Yeah. He will. So good. I love that so much. I'm so excited about what God's going to do as we feast on his word together. And I can't wait for our listeners to get their hands on a copy of the 40 day feast. But before we go, there's a question that I ask all of my guests that come on the show. And I'm super excited to ask you, especially after this conversation, there is a verse in Psalm 34. It's verse five that God's really used in my life. And he used to really speak to me about what this podcast was supposed to sort of be about and address and and whatnot. And the verse says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Mm. And so the question I love asking, and you might have a different answer tomorrow, but for today, what about Jesus makes you radiant? Yes. Um, I have a lot of people that ask me, Wendy, how, how did you get so passionate about God's word or, or mm. love him so much. And in a way, I guess they're asking me, I mean, if they can see it and not just hear it, how'd you get so radiant? Yeah. And I would say, I think that I must've needed Jesus to save me more than maybe anyone else. Because I was like the woman with the issue of blood and I elbowed my way through the masses and I grabbed hold of the hem of his mm. garment and his power and his light and his life and his um, presence flooded my innermost being. And I do believe it shoots out my pores. Absolutely. Yeah. But because of that, I'm never letting go. I'm never letting go. And so I guess 
I would say if you are right now in this season hanging on by just a thread, just make sure that that thread is connected to the hem of his garment and don't let go. And one of the ways you can really open, um, open up that intimacy and hold on tight is by holding on tight to your word, God's Mm. word. Um, and if you don't know where to start, I invite you to, um, consider those questions with me in the pages of the 40 day feast, or just open it up, open it up to Genesis, open it up to Matthew, open it up to John, and then slowly don't binge this one, savor the flavor as you go, because you don't want to just ingest, you want to digest too. And the Holy Spirit who wrote the word will help you enliven your heart and your mind to understand it. And I speak that over you as a promise and a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I am so thankful for the work that you're doing and for this message and how it's going to just encourage us all to, um, to feast on his word more. And I just, I'm so thankful for this conversation. And before we go, I would love for you to share a little bit about where can listeners connect with you, grab the book, all of those things. Again, it is out today. So today would be a great day to order it on Amazon and it'll be on your doorstep here in a couple of days. But tell us a little bit about where they can connect with you after they finish this episode. Absolutely. Yes. Head on over to Amazon and do that. Um, If you go to Wendy Speak. It's with an E at the end, wendyspeak.com forward slash feast. You can find out more about the book. Also, I love giving away additional resources. So um, printable bookmarks to help you remember those three questions. Um, And uh, there are are video resources where I do a little additional teaching. But if you think, you know what I really need? What I really need is to fast first. Mm. Go to 40daysugarfast.com. That's the number 4040sugarfast.com. Grab a copy of the 40 Day Sugar Fast. I'm actually right now leading a group through it. Uh, You can grab it, go to that that same landing page, hop on over to the Facebook group, start a couple days behind us. That's totally fine. It doesn't matter. Um, And then right after... We do our 40-day sugar fast this this month. Um, we're going to be rolling into the 40-day feast as a community. So we are going to be fasting and feasting together so that, yes, not just behavior modification, but heart transformation from what we're doing and what we're eating to how we're living and how we are reflecting um, his radiance in our families and the world uh, right where we are. So all of it. I just, I'm just so excited for this season. I love it. Well, I'm excited for you too. And I'm so thankful for our conversation. Again, I can't wait for our listeners to tune into this episode and also grab a copy of the 40 Day Feast. So Wendy, thank you so much for being my guest today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Wendy as much as I did. Go grab a copy of the 40-Day Feast, taste and see the goodness of God's Word wherever you like to buy books. And again, go grab the Shine Bright Journal over at RadicalRadiance.live. I would love to gift that to you. And I will be back with you next Tuesday for another amazing conversation. 